Hello and welcome back to the Book Pie Podcast. I'm your host, Oliver. Today I'm joined by Jack. Hello, I'm back again. <laughs> and joining us for a uh, little segment is Ben from Preston Sports Collective again. Thank you for coming on, Ben. Good afternoon. I hope you're well again. Cheers. Uh, thank you, mate. Uh, obviously, the uh, the news broke, I think it was about two days ago, about the, the new season tickets of, um, with, with the slogan, play your part for the yeah, 2022-23 season. And I think the main thing to say is it's fantastic with the uh, early bird offer for the adult season tickets, Ben. I mean, obviously, Preston Sports Collective have played a huge part in influencing that. Um, what, what are your first feelings when that came out and made official? Um, I thought that it would be a great offer that fans uh, would be really keen to support. I think one of the things we, we, we tried to impress during the last year and talking to the club is about affordability as well. Um, we all know, you know, household bills, gas, electric, everything has rocketed in the last few months. And I think to get that incentive to get fans back into the ground, I think was important at a price which would entice them as well. I think um, also... We try to, you know, dress to the, the club that that would be something that the fans, I think, would definitely buy into. Especially they were looking at adults as well. I think on the database, they were looking at that the, a lot of uh, the supporter base that they had buying season tickets were primarily either discounts on seniors or juniors or under-18s. And I think what they're trying to do is get adults back into the club in larger numbers to try and build that fan base up again. Well, I mean, I mean, it's a great job. I know Ryan Lowe mentioned that he's want, wanting to get the supporters back on side. And, you know, obviously with lowering the season tickets for, um, for the adults, especially, it allows them to bring them back on side. But one point I'd like to make is... Um, Obviously, the juniors is, is is a fantastic price and young adults and stuff. Uh, young adults actually manages to stay, I think it's gone up about £15. And I know there's quite a few students in the area. I mean, I, I'm going to buy one anyway, but that might be put off um, at the price. I know there's a finance option, but could, could the club potentially look to do something, you know, with colleges in the areas and potentially UCLan stuff to maybe like, you know, work together a scheme. Because I know a couple of my friends said, yeah, you know what, I do want to follow, you know, a team around, well, Preston and, but, you know, £280 quite steep for me. So it could there potentially be like a look in for, you know, the club to work together with colleges and like universities to, you know, kind of give an incentive. I think that's something that we suggest to them in the future. I think we do have a large university that's on our doorstep, UCLan. And I think it's something where, especially when we get towards students returning in September, October, that we should definitely be looking to engage through them. We could do that either through the club themselves or through the community trust, who have been quite successful with a number of initiatives this season. And I think it's difficult for the, for the club. I think, while £280 for students may be on the cusp of being expensive, if you look at other clubs, I think from adults, £280 for championship football is a pretty reasonable offer, you know, behind the goal when you compare it, especially when you look at like Blackburn Rovers, for example, where they're significantly more expensive. Um, it's certainly something they could look, they may look during next season at some kind of deals, perhaps. For students, it's not something that they've done previously. Certainly, something we could suggest. It depends on what the, the take up would be and whether it's worth doing, I suppose, as well. Yeah, so potentially you could look into like, although maybe not season ticket cards, but um, like single games. I know they did a couple of deals where it was like, you know, three for two, um, three games for the price of two and stuff. So potentially yeah. they could look to doing that. And I do feel like there's a lot of my friends who uh, are at UCLan. Uh, I do feel like they would take take up on it, but obviously, you know, that you, you need quite a decent take up to make it, you know, worthwhile. But it's, 
I, I still think, you know, for young adults, I know, I know they've said the next generation of fans, but there's still fans, you know, at 19 to, you know, 24 that, you know, potentially could buy into what Preston North End are doing. It, de- it depends. It's difficult, really. It depends what market or how, how you want to go down. And your juniors are priced at one, two, five, aren't they? And then you're going up to two eighty if you're behind the goal. Uh-huh. It's whether there was any thought about getting something in between. They've obviously looked at the amount of money that they think they can raise. They've, uh-huh. they've also put match day prices off to try and offset some of that, especially when they get that from away fans behind the goal. They'll charge them twenty eight pound now instead of twenty four. So it's it's a it's a I suppose it's a balancing act, isn't it? It's, it's certainly something we can go back and, and look at potentially with uh, with how they price. I can't remember what the pricing structure is, match by match. I can't. I've, I've seen them. I know juniors is ten pound next year, mm-hmm. um, but I can't remember what, if there is a difference with young adults. I think it's um, 20. It, it, says, right. it says 20 to 24. Um, obviously, 24 being Tom Finney for young adults. Yeah, so I suppose in some respects they are looking at that. Um, but we'd have to... See, I suppose one thing we could ask is to see how many people take up them mm-hmm. prices match to match and then work it from there. Yeah, of course. Um, another thing is, you know, moving off from season tickets... Uh, what, what are your feelings? Because obviously this is like probably the first season that Preston Sports Collective have really had an influence on the club. How, how do you feel like it, your influence has, you know, been made on the club? How, how, how do you feel like progression has been made? Um, I think dialogue between supporters and a club is a good thing. It doesn't have to necessarily always come from our group, our group is just a standalone group. There's been other groups who've done various different things as well. Um, for me, it's important that fans have a, a, have a way of talking to the club about a variety of ideas. And I think we've seen that this, this season. I think it's been a, a positive thing for supporters to see that ideas and views can be put forward and then to see if the club listens to them or, or implements change. Some of the things are very difficult to influence straight away. We've had lots of correspondence on, you know, for example, uh, K, I've mentioned before, catering, you know, merchandise and shirts. When the, when the club is, you know, they're in a contractual position, it's not quite as easy for us to say A, B and C is, is not so good. We need you to do, you know, C, D, E. Um, it, it, it'll take time. But I think what we're starting to see is, the fans starting to see some, you know, changes, not just around going to 90 minutes, but outside that as well. And it, it just gives that feeling that fans can feel part of the club. But it's it's not something which can happen straight away. I think it's, it, it'll, it'll take time. There's, there's still lots of things which I know fans want to see and and feel part of that they think they think can still can still change and you know, everyone can try and take that forward. Well, obviously, there's been, like, massive changes off the pitch. And, you know, I think now fans are looking for, like, on the pitch. I, I do want to mention yesterday, actually. Um, yeah, we can talk what, about yesterday. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> f- first of all, um, outside the pitch, when I first got there, um, obviously, the Community Trust, they, they had that shooting game there for the kids. They, they've obviously brought in the potato tram, which has been here. You know, most I think all home games this season, like starting yeah, from when they first came. Yeah, and he came um, ooh, about half a dozen games ago, and I think one of the things we said to the club outside catering is, although they can't influence inside as much straight away in terms of changing the offerings and what they can offer, either drink, alcoholic drink, and food wise, outside they can have a bit of of leeway. So it's a case of just getting food hours on there that offer a bit of variety and choice. There's mm-hmm. no reason why you couldn't have three different food outlets there, variety, uh, vary them up week by week. Don't make them too expensive. I think the Spudman, you know, he prices at a reasonable rate. He uh, He's always got a queue, the quality of, you know, the food that people want. And I think that's certainly something that fans can offer, uh, mm-hmm. can can buy into. 
The fan zone as well, the, the, well, what we've got at the moment is a temporary option. That needs to be a permanent option within the ground and the club are looking to you know, explore various ways where they can do that. Some of it's difficult because of the issues that we've already know about in terms of where Finney's Bar was and the National Museum have a lot of storage space there, which is contractual and also heartbeat as well. So there are other areas in the ground which the club are potentially looking to use. And I think if they use indoor space and outdoor space, like you said, when you when you when you look there yesterday, it can be used quite well. Mm-hmm. And I am going to mention yesterday um, on the pitch. I know um, Preston Sport has glad to have done you know brilliant things off the pitch, but now also what 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 you what I'm going to ask you Ben is what what do you think the club. Uh, this isn't much about, you know, the Supporters Collective. What do you think the club need to do now? Because obviously Supporters Collective and the team off the pitch have done great things to try and attract fans to, to Deepdale. And after that showing yesterday, you know, I mean, it's what really matters on the pitch as well to keep fans. Because I've seen fans walking out at, you know, 60 minutes yesterday. Do you, do you think, yeah. like, like fans are now playing their part? What do you think the club need to do to, you know, now on the pitch? It's It, it comes two or three ways, really. Um, I've read lots of what Ryan Law has said recently. He wants a squad of 20 to 21 uh, players. He'll have an agreed budget, I would have thought. That includes wages and any monies that come into the club for him to use. Um, personally, and this is only my own personal opinion, it's not a PSC, it's what I think. Um, I, I think we need dramatic change to move forward if he's going to move forward. Um, every out of contract player should be released. I don't see anyone there that's going to be moving us forward, possibly apart from Bambo Diaby. I think last two games I'd want to have a look at him, but the rest I, I can't see any futures for them. There's probably, for me, eight to ten contracted players that need to be moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to play this a certain way of playing, he mentioned last night, if you know, I don't want to change the formation, I'll change the personnel, then really it's got to be wholesale changes. And it's got to be changes of players that might shock a few people as well. I'm going to go name names, but most fans know the players that are either on, a lot are on loan there's some that were even in the team and around the periphery of the team recently. I mean, I went to Luton. That was a pretty poor show. Uh, Fulham wasn't great. And we had last night. So it's not really a one-off now. Um, and, and if they're going to progress, move forward. Uh, you looked at Rovers and last night and they were hungrier. They had four homegrown players as well. Lenehan, Travis, Wharton. The lad who scored Butley. I'd like to think one day North End could get younger yeah, players into the team. It is. But unfortunately, they've got a different system at Blackburn, which aids their development, where I think with our own system, it, it's very difficult to bring players through that are ready to play championship football. So that's another... It's difficult. I know they're trying to bridge the gap with the Central League, which they won today. I watched them about an hour ago. And there are one or two players, who, but it's, it's difficult. Mm. So if they're not going to be coming through on a conveyor belt straight away, then you've got to go out and search search for players. And I'm sure you know the manager will. But ultimately, for me personally, they're going to have to be ruthless this summer. They're, yeah, they're going to have to be not just without a contract players, but with contracted players and with some of the deals that we've given out. In hindsight, I'm afraid of hamper, going to hamper the manager potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a different summer. Hope, hopefully, we all return on July the thirtieth, and we think this is all. You know, lots of players have come in. Everyone's excited. Um, there's been a bit of change. The manager feels as though he's got what he wants. I feel if we don't get that, and we get a summer where, you know, not so much like last season where we got players, but they were some of them were a bit injury prone and so forth. It's going to be a bit. Everyone's going to be a bit on edge, thinking, "Oh no, here we go again." Yeah, it feels like uh, not not too dissimilar to what Graham Wesley did when he, in twenty twelve. 
it feels like it needs that wholesale change for me. Last night summed it up. It yeah. really it, it did. I mean, you can put one-off performances to one side like we did at Luton, but I thought, oh, it, it, it's, we look way way off it at times. Yeah. I saw, I was watching uh, from behind the goal with Jack, actually, and I, I, the, first, the first 10 minutes, I, I went to him and I went, you know what, something's off, because it was always one ball through and the entire team just got split open. But what yeah. I also want to ask is, obviously, there was, you know, a rumour of a takeover and, you know, all on Twitter that he was going to be doing this, this and this, you know, he was going to bring in all singing and all dancing that was, you know, out of our wildest dreams. And, you know, Which is what he's doing now at Derby. Yeah. We, but what we want to think is, you know, we're with a massive, you know, rebuild really needed in the summer. You know, will do you reckon the club will back low? Uh, I mean, I, 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 can, I can only go off. Yeah, what I'm told that they want to have a slim down squad. He's mentioned it in the press of around twenty to twenty one pros. He doesn't like. He's already mentioned doesn't like too many people around the training ground. If there's high numbers, finds it difficult to work with. He wants to play a certain style. So you, you look at the numbers and you think, well, we're going to have to have dramatic change. We've no goalkeepers. We're going to need four wing-backs. You look at the midfield. When You saw last night, we got outplayed by Buckley, Rothwell. They were dynamic. Do we need more dynamic players? You mm. look at the forwards. Some of them, perhaps, are going to get moved on. Yeah. You, you look through all the areas of the team, and you think there's going to have to be some ingoings and, and quite a lot of outgoings to get anywhere near where this manager wants to play. It, it, it does feel like, though, Ben, it does feel like, you know, it's a rebuilding process for the past yeah. three years. And you're just wondering when when's it going to stop, you know, because we, we, we had seven players coming in, you know, last summer. And then, what was it, eight in January? And you're just thinking, like, uh, it's just an overload of new players. You know, the club have to finally get it right. And... I think like they've done a few initiatives. So I think market insights as well. Yeah. Um, but, but do you believe like the club will get it right this time? Only only time will tell. Um, personally, and and this is what I think. You need to have a two. You need to have two strategies running alongside each other, because this this chari- this league is quite an expensive league. You've got to have some kind of strategy where you're going to bring all your own players in that you can potentially sell on to finance the club. So you need to have a strategy of what your youth team, is it going to be like what Huddersfield do, where they have like a B team set up, like Brentford do as well? Or are you going to stay at Category 3 youth and have under-19s? The other option is, is quite expensive, which Blackburn have, for example. But we need to have a strategy there where we can develop our own players. Then for me, personally, I thought we were better seven or eight years ago where we invested in some quite young players. We got Callum Robinson, we got Ben Pearson. Those signed the players that were younger, then if they developed and they developed well and improved, they've got to sell on value as well. And if they improve well, the team improves, then we're up there, aren't we? Yeah, I think we need to have a strategy. There needs to be something there, and I think that'll help with fans. And I know, yeah. especially with this season card deal, you know, yeah. they'll attract fans. And then you could kind of, you know, hey, my team, North End, are doing this, this and this. You know, we're playing yeah. well. And it all, it all revolves around, you know, yeah. it what needs to be, Yeah, it needs to be coherent. The fans can see what the manager's trying to do. So if we're going for younger players, he can identify where he wants players to be and what the what we're looking to do. I thought last season we were just... It's difficult in hindsight. We, we bought players with, with quite poor injury records. And I think that's one thing we, we've got to be mindful of, I think. And hopefully, you know, the research these analysts do will look into players that are going to play 40 games a season and be able to play, play twice a week. Because that's what you've got to do in the Championship. Next season is a bit different as well because we've got a break for a month in November. So there's going to be times where 
prior to that time and after, there's going to be two games a week. And we've got to have players who are fit enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And for, the last thing I really want to say is, like, the dialogue between the club and the fans this season has been, you know, above and beyond what we all anticipated. And, you know, going into the next season, um, hopefully it can, you know, continue the way it has. I mean, uh, Sports Collective, you know, have done brilliant things off the pitch and hopefully now on the pitch next season as well, it both carries on. I hope so. I mean, it's it's an ongoing process. Fans, mm-hmm. football without fans, the fans are part of the club. We saw what it was like when COVID were on. That wasn't football, was it really? Fans not in the stadium. It, it, the speakers without, it, it, Yeah, it's, it, it was rubbish, weren't it? Let's be honest, we're all sat at home watching I play it. Um, we're part of the we're part of the club, aren't we? Mind you, last night them speakers should have been perhaps on because we got pretty much silenced by that lot to the east, mm. didn't we? Um, yeah. It, it, next season, I just I just hope that we're, he's, he's he's given an opportunity to reshape a squad, Ryan Low. I think he's got an idea of what how how he wants to play, um, but he's not going to be able to do that with this squad. And there really no. does need to be wholesale changes. And not tinkering at the edges with six or seven out. Um, it's got to, for me, it's 20 plus. <laughs> and I, know, I talked to a few people last night and they say, well, you can't get rid of 20. It needs to be 20 players plus. There's 11 that are out of contract and it's probably about nine or 10 in contract that have got no future at this football club and they need to be moved on. I mean... To, to be fair, you, you're probably easier naming the players that you'd keep rather than the players that you would let go, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you're right. you know, you know let, let, let's let's hope for a positive summer and, you know, I, I, think I definitely one, think... I think it's a good opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Refresh, fans on board. Let's try and get as many season tickets as we can sold. It's a good price. Um, the club have done their bit in that sense. Fans can get behind it. The manager's positive. He wants to play a certain way. And I think it will help if they, the club name the retain list, name the players that perhaps are put on the transfer list. Let's move forward and hopefully the manager gets a squad of players that he wants by July the 30th. Perfect. And, you know, let, let, let's do our like rollers fans and, you know, buy into it. And I know a lot of North End fans will absolutely love the offer and buy into it. But, you know, let's hope it can influence a couple more and, you know, next season can be a a bright spark for the club because, you know, we have had a few dull years, really, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's been been a bit dull in the sense that we've not had anything to play for, have we? We've had two years where we've been kind of mid-table. We've not really done anything in the Cups. I mean, I don't even count the Liverpool game. I mean, that was just a non-event. That wasn't a cup game, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they were gave, given the red carpet. Um, so we've not really had any. As the old saying goes, we're still waiting for glory, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. And fingers crossed it comes soon. I know we've had the Central League and you know the under 19s but fingers crossed the first team, you know, brings some glory back soon. But I mean, unless you've got anything to say, Jack, um, thank you for coming on, Ben. No, no problem. Always good to talk to you again. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. No problem, mate. Cheers. Thank you. So, thank you uh, to Ben from Preston Sports Collective for coming on again. Uh, obviously, it was a great chat, and I, I might have taken all of Jack's questions there, to be fair. Uh, no, no, no. It was it was great to hear what he had to say, and I'd rather have just I'd rather have just taken a back seat and just listened. Yeah, um, he had a lot of good things to say, and um, he is a little bit more outspoken than most fan groups. Um, you know, some fan groups they go by the protocols. Not to say he does; he definitely does. He's he's just a little bit more open, and that's what I like to see. And um, I think it's more of a credit to him and the sports collective and the club being a little bit more um, free with their, uh, you know, their expression of, you know, opinion, etc. So yeah, it's just, it was great to listen to. Uh, I think it's good to have like your own opinion, especially I know I know 
uh, sports collective. There, are, you know, you're allowed your own opinion, this, that, and the other. And you know, a- a- everyone's opinions valued, and I think that's good. You know, because my 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 footballing opinions will differ from yours, Jack. I mean, exactly. You know, I I might think you know so and so is good. You might think you know he's a bit overrated, but you you know well, you, you got you don't want Greg Cuttinger here, and I want him here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. I guess we got to move on to last night's game against Blackburn. Unfortunately, um, I, I I know uh, it, it was an awful game, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I was speaking to you throughout the game, and it was utterly terrible. And you know, the first five minutes, I thought, you know what, we've got an handle on this game. You know, we're going at them. We've got a chance. You know, exactly. The first two minutes were like. They seem to have lost their heads from the set first second because they got booked within the first 40 seconds. And it seemed like, all right, well, maybe we're in their heads a little bit here. And then we just go and do that. And it was, it just felt there for the taking in like the first two minutes. And they just, like, what happened? Like, we just what fell apart. Happened? I, I told you, and I, I was there and I was thinking, because it was one ball over to either Gallagher or Raritan Diaz, and they, they were always winning against our, our back three. And I have to say, Hughes, Bauer, and Seth had, you know, they had a terrible game yesterday. And, you know, wing backs, I can't name a single player who, you know, I thought played well yesterday. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought. I'm going to be controversial there, and I'm going to say Ben Whiteman. He's the only well, one who can have any sort of credit. I mean,. <sighs> Midfield just got overrun as well. You know, mm. second to everything. And, you know, Alan McCann came on and, you know, shored things up. But hey, he's thinking on the bench, what can I do to get into this? What 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 more can I do to get into this? Because, you know... I want to know what he's done to Ryan Lowe. Yeah, well, I mean... I'm not, I'm not alluding. I'm not alluding, right? I'm not, make, I'm not, like, trying to, you know, imply something, but... Why isn't Ali McCann getting the game time he thoroughly deserves and has shown that many times this season that yeah. he he is an excellent player, Ali McCann. He probably brings a lot more stability to the midfield. He does bring a lot more stability to the midfield because you've got a tireless runner who is good in possession and good out, good off the ball. And he's a he's a very smart player is Ali McCann, and um, it frustrates me that he never, ever play, He never gets a game in midfield. And when he does, it's in games, it's like games against, uh, did he start, he started in midfield against Fulham, didn't he? Yes. It's, it's in games like that, where it's it seems like we're just sort of throwing, it just seems like a bit of a throwaway. It's like, oh, we don't really care about this game, and it doesn't really give him the opportunity be, to let him shine. Yeah, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't start against Barnsley, put it that way. Because exactly. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything you know more he could do to, after the after this performance yesterday. I don't, I don't think there's much deliberation that needs to be made between whether Alan McCann should start or not. I, I, <laughs> coming off that game, I was thinking, you know what? I, I thought you know the rebuilding process was big in summer, and I, I mean, it's still not an knee-jerk reaction because you know. We've got spanked four one off Rovers. Yeah, we got beat three 0 by Fulham, but we also got spanked four 0 by Luton. And you know, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, you know, like Ryan Lowe's, You know, he mentioned that you know he wants to stick to a three five two, but in these games he's having to you know revert to other formations. And he said that he won't he won't do that for much longer. He won't you know be changing formation or be changing personnel. And yeah. you know, the team the team looks like yesterday that they never played you know that formation before. They they looked lost. They they didn't they didn't know anything. The defense, they I th- I think Bauer had a torrid time. Uh, he had an absolute torrid time against Gallagher. It's and probably the worst I've Brereton seen Patrick Bauer play ever. And I th- I think Seth, you know, he was. Set was getting frustrated, you know, he was trying to force passes, you know, into the centre midfield. 
he dispossessed his passes, you know. I, I was turning to you, like, he must have like, lost the ball about seven times trying to force it. And you're just thinking, like, yeah, although the easy pass is there, you still try to force it because you're trying to, like, rectify your mistakes. You just say, like... Yeah, um, I just want to say about Sepp, right? And I, I, I love Sepp Vandenberg, and I think he's going to have a great career. But one thing about his game is, and I've noticed this a few times this season, when he, when, like in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes, he may not have like the greatest of starts. He might be a little bit slow off the pace and that. It gets to him a little bit. And I feel like that sort of impacts his whole game. And it, it sort of puts him in like a bad mood. And um, and uh, when he got caught at the back, was it the first goal we got caught at the back post? Um, uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, their first goal. It sort of felt like, because he should have had Sam Gallagher. I think he was at the back post. I'm trying to, I don't really want to remember it, but that's what I've, can see like he's at the back post he's marking someone and he's lost him easily and I feel like that just set the tone for him for the game that's like okay oh god like I'm gonna have a bad game and he doesn't try and rectify it it doesn't seem like he's trying to rectify it I mean of course he's gonna try and improve but it just felt like I don't know how to explain it um do you get what I'm saying though like it's sort of he ha- if he has a bad start, it sort of impacts his whole game. Yeah, yeah, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? It's a confidence thing. And that's probably because he's young. He's, it's, you know, it's his first proper season playing, you know, in men's football. And, uh, you know, I'm surely that will come with age. You know, he'll get it coached out of him. But and he's still a bright lad, this Sep. And, he, and I think he'll have, you know, a really great career. Mm-hmm. Outside of well, once he's finished on loan here, but um, that is the one criticism I have I have about him, and uh, I do think he'll get better for him. But yeah. it's just like it's come at the wrong time. It, we've got him at the like not the wrong time, but I yeah. thought Archer was quiet as well. Archer was really quiet. That's um, probably Archer's worst game. He, I, he didn't really get service to him. I mean, even when he did, he got crowded out. I mean. Again. I always felt I always felt going forward there's a lack of movement and you know Sean McGuire came on in uh, I th- I think he was playing, playing attacking midfield attacking midfielder taking off Cunningham who asked, I mean the, both both wing backs were getting you know they, they weren't having the best of games um, I, personally for me I. I think Greg Cunningham, you know, he's not good enough to be starting, you know, and looking at Brad Potts, you know, you'd want a you'd want a right wing back thing in, in the summer as well. Um to start and you know, potentially Brad Potts can, you know, be a backup and play some somewhere else in the pitch if uh, needs be, but um when it comes to, I'm gonna, I'm, I just want to say about Brad Potts, right? Um, so I'm still, I'm still in shock though about Maguire in centre midfield. I'll let you go on about Brad Potts, but I'm just still trying. right. I like Brad Potts, and I think he's rejuvenated himself this season. And you know, he's definitely silenced a lot of critics, including myself. Um, is he a reliable right wing back? Though I don't think so. I don't think he's particularly reliable for a long stretch of games. Like if you're gonna, like you can't play. If you're you if you're going for the league or you're going for promotion, you cannot have, you can't rely on Brad, uh, Bradley Potts at right wing back every single game. Um, he'll do for depth and all that in that position. But if I'm honest, I think he's got the qualities to play central midfield. You take out a central midfield is. Is the question, but um, you know, you know, I like Brad Potts, and I'd keep him around. I'd keep him at the club, and I, I, I will. Uh, 
I just don't think he he's someone you can rely on at right wing back. Like you can't like if you're going for a promotion of the playoffs, he, he can't be your main right wing back. And obviously, what I want to mention is Maguire coming on. You know, uh, centre attacking midfielder. And didn't didn't you say that you know you, you might you might have had a feeling that he'd do well? I mean, he links play well. Um, he's, yeah, he's just he's just he got he got the drop the ball too easily. He was too weak in the centre of the park. You know, Buckley and Rothwell yeah. had a field day. I think I think Ryan Hedges had a field day. Um, you know. You can you can tell you know he's not confident. I think I can't remember when his last open play goal was. Uh, about twenty twenty, and you know twenty nineteen his last open game open no, goal. Well, open he, play he, goal. He, he flicks it over um, someone, and then you know I'm not even sure how far. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. That was twenty twenty. That was um, yeah. Bristol City away last game of the season. Yeah, Daniel Johnson played it into him and he dinked it over, but he's lacking confidence in front of goal. You know, he's not he's not getting game time, and you know, for for Maguire, he's probably you know getting to the stage where he needs first team football. And you know, unfortunately, I don't think it's got to be here. Um, I you don't know, think it'll be next um, with with the you know form. You know that he showed when he first came here compared to now. You know injuries are really shadow of a player. Yeah, it's hampered him, and you know it's it's sad to see actually because you know when he first came, I was like, this it was this exciting. Is, it was something. Who new. is this? You, you know, I was like, yeah. but it was something fresh. That's what it was. He was something fresh and new, and he had this sort of thing about him. He had this sort of aura about him when he played and. You could see it early on that he was going to be some player. How, whatever happened down the I mean, injuries haven't helped. Even then, first season when he came back from that long injury, gets bowling away, you know, two goals. Yeah, two goals. And then he went on a very good scoring run after that. Whatever happened in that second, third, fourth season, it, you know, the injuries piled up, I know, but... <sighs> The confidence, like the yeah. the the um the sort of he sort of had this flamboyancy about him as well, like the sort of you know this player that we we saw when he first came in is is not there at all, and I just think it's probably best for his career that he goes somewhere else and rejuvenates it. Whether he goes back to Ireland or League One or yeah, I think he could probably do a job in League One. Yeah, so I. Um... Maybe send him out on loan. I don't know if his contract's up at the end of the year, at the end of the season. I don't think it is. Wouldn't you think it's time to cut losses, though, Jack? Probably. Oh, probably. Uh, but, it, see, I'm trying to convince myself here. <laughs> I'm trying to convince myself that maybe we should give him another chance. But I think I'm... Ah, you know what? I think we're past it. I think he probably needs to go for the sake, for the good of his own career. And yeah. And... About him. I'm not. I'm not saying this. As a fan, I, I'm saying this personally, like, for the good of his own career, he should probably leave and look to rejuvenate. Oh, yeah, because he's not really going to get game time here and that, next exactly. season either, because I don't think he fits low system. And, you know, there's a few players that don't fit low system. Um, I will say... Probably it. even the big players, so some of the bigger players that you may not expect don't really fit low system. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that, you know, someone who we wouldn't expect to leave will leave in the summer. I feel like a lot of the fan base won't expect Alan Brown to leave, but I've got a little inkling thing. I've got a little inkling. That's the phrase, isn't it? Yeah, inkling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little inkling that the club may look to move him on. I don't know why. I'm just... I'm unsure to who maybe because he's the captain, and maybe you'd keep him around simply for you know because he's he's the per he, out of all the first team players, excluding Huntington, he's probably been there the longest. So you'd probably want someone who's familiar with the place. And um, I don't, I, I think getting rid of Alan Brown, like as much as I've criticised his performances for the last two years. Whether there is, you know, a place for him in this team, 
it's probably best to keep him around for that familiar familiarity. You know, mm-hmm. having someone who's familiar with the team, someone who's been there a long period of time, it's probably best to keep players like that around mm-hmm. for like another season or two. Yeah, well, after yesterday's showing, you know, it, if the players think, you know, they demand a, 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 a start in the, in, in the North End shirt, you know, time and time again, and, you know, can put in performances like that against Blackburn, you know, yeah, you can soften the blow against Fulham because, you know, it's top of the league and, you know, they're absolutely flying and looting 4-0 as well, you know, it, it's not just a one-off thing because you can tell, you can tell like some of the players were thinking, you know what, summer's just round the corner, you know, like, like there's nothing really to play for. And, you know, all their ads seem to be at the beach. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, for some fans, you could probably think as well, like, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, it's the end of the season, who cares? But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still it's still a derby against Blackburn. I, I know, I know, quite a lot of North End fans probably didn't really it didn't really affect them as much because say, say that because the Blackpool game was bigger for them, and uh, Blackpool is you know the mm. main rivalry, and you know if we ended up getting spanked four yeah. one by. Blackpool, then I, I I don't know what. be reduced to rubble. Honestly, I'd, I'd feel a lot worse than what I do now. If we ended up, if this was Blackpool and they came on, came here and did us four one in our backyard, you know, I'd be feeling a lot worse. But that that still doesn't give an excuse to you know put in that performance against Blackburn. And, exactly. You know, it's. I know it's near the end of the season, but I think I think it is a true showing of you know what needs to happen in the summer because the the squad needs a rejuvenation and you know it needs yeah. it needs some life putting back into it because you know we've had we've had some of these players for you know I don't even know how long now like yeah. a couple of years you know players don't really you know from North End they usually sign. And you know they stay for their remainder of the contract. Yeah. Whereas instead, like we should look be ruthless and look to move some on. And I, I do get have a money question. in. Get the money in. Like, I, I do have a question here actually uh, from Sam on Twitter. She said, "She says, um, who would you like to leave the club to realistically bring in the summer? Also, who do you think will leave?" <laughs> so. So, so who do we realistically think what the club will go for? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, per, right. I, I'll go. I'll go here per, straight away. Ryan Lowe, I believe, is a massive fan of going and looking for you know players from Premier League clubs who haven't really had a chance. You know, they're in the under twenty threes, and you know they're not really having the jump up. Um, and he's, you know, you've got to look uh, at uh, yeah. a keeper. Yeah, and I think uh, I think he's going to be looking down those those kind of routes. You know, Josh Bowler he got signed by Blackpool from Everton on, on a free uh, from their under twenty threes, and you know, look how he's going. So I think definitely Ryan Lowe's going to look. Oh, down no, 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 not their keeper. Oh God, who was it that didn't they have like a young keeper on on loan from like a Premier League team? Plymouth, I'm thinking, I must be thinking of something, someone else. But, yeah, I'm looking at, like, uh, I thought Plymouth brought in some Premier League youngsters. I'm pretty sure they did. Like, Alfie Lewis, he was on loan. He was from West Ham. Um, Connor Grant from Everton. Yeah, those sort of players, that's who I mean. I thought they had a keep. I thought they had a keeper. I, I, I'm pretty sure they did. But, um, yeah, I know what you mean, like, He's sort of going after those, um, you know, those Premier League maybe youngsters. Yeah, who, who want a chance to prove themselves. And I, I feel that's what we need, you know, young players who want a chance to prove themselves, potentially to, you know, push North End towards, you know, the playoffs or potentially to, you know, to go to Premier League, to the Premier League clubs, you know, look what you're missing out on, you know. And they'll come in, like, I know... 
I know Bournemouth came in for Josh Bowler, what was it, three million or something? So, you know, from a free in summer to, you know, three million, it's like, bang. So, I mean, three million's a lot for North End. That's probably, you know, that's the same price as, you know, Ben Whiteman and Emil Reese, who are two major players in our in our team. So I do think North End will look towards that kind of route. There is mention of abroad. Um oh by the way, I finally I finally you know remembered the guy that I was on about. Alex Palmer, that's who I meant. That's who I meant. Um, he brought Alex oh, Palmer to West Brom when they were in the Premier League yeah. at the time. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And he had them, he was their keeper to get them promoted. Yes. And, but I think uh, what I'm on about is I think that, that he's going to be signing them permanently. Were West Brom in the Premier League that season? I don't think they were. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they were or not, uh, what I'm on about. They're still, the they're still in the Premier League too. That's my, that's yeah. my concern. Right. That's my, that's what I meant. Right. Yes. Yeah, definitely but, what I meant. So I'll be looking in the Premier League too and signing these players permanently. Um, I do think you'll be looking towards uh, the low market as well. Um, I, I'm anticipating an Aston Villa loan, uh, whoever that may be. I don't think it'll be coming out because coming out is, you know, probably going on to bigger and better oh. things. If we if we was to really look deep into this, he went and watched Accrington Stanley at Lincoln. Oh, played with Lincoln, didn't he, at the weekend? Last week. Well, he didn't didn't Accrington? I'm probably off my head right now, uh, but didn't he? What he watched Accrington Stanley? Yeah, yeah, Accrington Stanley versus Lincoln. Lincoln. Um, and there was... Coffee maybe on loan. Potentially, I mean, uh, it was mentioned that he was on a train today, so you know, and a flight next week. That's why I mentioned abroad. Um. Yeah, he, he did mention Brits abroad and, you know, there's a oh, great... Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it. There's a great article by Deep Dell Digest, um, if you get a chance to read it. And there, there's a couple of names in there. One that did spring out to him was Clinton Moller at Stuttgart. I think I think he'd be a perfect, you know, you know, potentially potential signing for North End. And there's a couple on there. I mean, I'd love to see North End, you know, Look more at you know the international, and rather than just staying domestic, um, for, for their transfer approaches. So you know it yeah. is hard. I know. I know. I mentioned we last to, week. We last episode, players. We need to have a look at some of these. Players. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, English lads abroad that might want the chance to come back to England and prove a lot of wrongs and, and right a lot of wrongs. Even not British. Mola, by the way. I'm a football manager nerd. I sign Clinton Moller on nearly every save. I know about him a little bit, um, and uh, he's always performed brilliantly for me. So I'm not. I'm not going to say we're going to sign him because I've signed him on Football Manager. But what I will say is, um, we are get. If we do get Clinton Moller, we are getting a very versatile, strong, fast, and intelligent player. That is one thing we're getting. And Clinton Moller, I think, should be quite high up the list. And well, I mean, there's quite there's quite a few on that list as well. But Danny also, Loder. what I'd like to mention is, you know, we don't always have to look at just British players abroad. You know, there, there is the Brexit regulation, but you know, there's there's obviously exceptions. Like it would be harder, but there is exceptions. You know that you can, you know. You just got you got to find the right thing, and you know the club has to work hard, and you know market insights, you know, are working, and they've got to get it right because, as we mentioned with Ben, you know, there's been rebuilds and rebuilds on rebuilds, and you know, when's when's it going to be the time where you know we just have to go listen, you know, we're going to put it all towards this because we have been saying you know injury prone players, you know, this that and the other, but it's a big time for the club and I think they'll, there's probably going to be uh, I don't know how many I'm expecting it, uh, there'll be more than eight more than eight signings uh, I think um, but yeah. outgoings I've got the squad here Declan Rudd unfortunately retired Seth Vandenberg's leaving uh, Greg Cunningham uh, I think he'll stay 
Um, Whiteman will stay. Patrick Bauer will stay. Lindsay, um, he'll probably stay. Tom Bayliss, I think we might cut our losses. Uh, Alan Brown, he'll stay. Chad Evans. Um, I'd get rid. Uh, well, no, but what I, I want about what I think the club will do. I think Chad Evans will stay. I think they'll try and either sell or loan out Josh Harrett. Yeah. DJ will stay. Iverson's obviously going to go back. Uh, Alan McCann will stay. Uh, John Story, I'm unsure. It depends what Sheffield Wednesday do. Um, if they come up, I think, I think they'll go all guns blazing for John Story. Uh, Joe Rafferty's obviously he's been announced that he's leaving. Uh, Andrew Hughes will stay. Obviously, Lewis Lee stay. Ledson, um, I'm unsure. There's not not really been. I mean, I mean, he's been he's been injured, and there's been this, that, and the other. So I'm unsure on Ledson. Uh, he might say, he might not. You know, it depends. If someone, 50, every, 50, every, player, I think. 50, every player has a price. Every player has a price. Um, Emil Reese. Now, this is the one that I think will shock a lot of people. I think Emily Reese will be sold in the summer. Um, I, I, personally, I personally would keep him. Um, personally, I'd keep him. Uh, yeah, but I think he's going to be the one that shocks people because I think that if you sell, ended up selling a meal because he's coming off his best season, yeah, he's, his price will be, you know, right up there. And, you know, it's probably what we need to do a full rebuild. I think. You know, like maybe someone like uh, maybe someone in Dan in, in nearly said in Danish. I mean in Denmark, someone like FC Midtjylland could be. You know, they're a sister club of Brentford. They work with Brentford. I think. I think they're owned by the same people. Um, you know, maybe someone like FC Midtjylland or Brentford may look at Emil Rees. Uh, I think. I think they love I, a Danish player, Brentford. And I think, they might, you know, they might, you know, a bit more depth there. Emil Reese will get a club uh, abroad or a, uh, I think, if you can probably look at it, he probably fit in, you know, I don't know where Reese will go. I don't know. I don't know where he'd go. I, I, I'd be surprised if he, if he go, if he does leave for anything less than, you know, five million, I suspect. Yeah. Um, I personally wouldn't tell him, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a guess and say you know that's gonna be my shock one. Izzy Brown has been announced uh, today that he's left yeah. the club. Cameron Archer's going back. Matthew all Sunday. He's he, I I think he'll be gone in the summer. Hunt, I think he'll go on loan. Yeah, Paul Huntington. Uh, I think his contract will you know um, run out and. Which is a shame, really. I like Paul Huntington. He's you yeah. know, been a servant to this club, and I think he should get this a, a very good send off. Sean McGuire, I think he'll. Um, I think he'll. He, I could, think be, he he could be kept. He could be kept around, but uh, I think potentially for his own career, I think he might be sold. Conor Ripley, he'll run out. Adam O'Reilly, run out. Um, Holland Wilkinson, um, I'm not too sure. Um, I think I think he I think he has a club option, so I think the club might pick that up. Matthew Hudson, he'll run out. Barkhausen, run out um, and leave. Um, Baxter, run out and leave. I think Scott Sinclair will run out and leave. Um, Josh Earl, I think, will end up loaning out potentially. Ethan Walker, uh, unsure, maybe pick up uh, another thing. This, and then you're looking at you know. The youth, uh, Jamie Thomas, uh, I think will probably look to sell. Just get um, rid of him. Uh, Bambo I feel G- bad for him. Bambo Giabi, I'm unsure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think maybe we might keep Bambo Diaby. Yeah. Uh, Brad, Pot- Brad Potts will keep. And then obviously Josh Murphy was announced today that, you know, he's he's gone back as well. Uh, That's a shame, him. really. That's a shame. He didn't really well, get a chance. I, I, was, I, was, excited, I was excited about... Um, Josh Murphy, and then obviously he's not really got the game time. I'm not sure if that's through. I'm not yeah. sure what, what it is through, really. But only injuries. It, it's a massive summer, isn't it, Jack? To, to say the least. It, we've got to absolutely nail it because I think this. I think I want to just say to the people that are very critical of Ryan Lowe, you know, that are 
criticising him for some reason. I mean, yes, he got it wrong last night. He, he got he, he gets it wrong when we lose, right? But I'm not going to have this... this. I don't even know what to call them. Are they Frankie McAvoy lovers? Are they the Frankie McAvoy brigade, brigade or something? And so You saw on Facebook? I've seen this on Facebook and Twitter. Firstly, Facebook's an absolute write-off. I've, I've not come across a good opinion on that for a while. Um, I've not for a few years. Twitter, that concerns... I think, I think everyone loses their head after a big loss, to be fair. Yeah, but what I will say is people need to realise just how much of a rebuild this is. This isn't going to be... like This summer won't be an instant fix. I said this last podcast. This summer won't be an instant fix. This summer will set the tone for how the rebuild's going to go. We're going to bring in a few players. We'll bring we're bringing quite a few players this summer, right? And that is going to be the core of the squad that we're going to develop, and that's going to be like the main, you know, the players that will be, you know, the built around for years to come. And then um, January we might add one or two, and then next summer that's when the real quality is going to come in. That's where the promotion, like players come in that's where we've got to add those players that are going to take us to the, to either automatics or like set in stone playoffs like people don't realize just how long this rebuild's got to take and Ryan Lowe needs to be backed with time and money in order to really achieve what we all want yeah like we can't be impatient with it we can't we can't implement this sacking culture because that never, ever, ever works. Because if you don't give a manager time, going to get us nowhere. You're going to get us. Yeah, exactly. We'll just be in a constant cycle. And then, you know, that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. It doesn't, it won't work. Just sacking managers. Ryan Lowe has the ingredients. He's missing pieces of the puzzle. And we just got to get those pieces. We got to back in with time and money. And those who are patient will reap the rewards. If you're not, if you if you're low out and not going to bother coming to North End games ever again because we've lost a few games in his first half season when he's not been backed, uh, when he's not had the opportunity to bring in his own players, even. Um, it's on you, isn't it? Really, it's on you. That's on you. You're the impatient ones here. You're the you're, you the one. you're, you you're probably the ones who wanted Sam Allardyce. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to go on a bit of a rant there because no, it's, it's really frustrated me. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's sort of making us a laughing stock. Like, we're becoming exactly what we've criticised Blackburn for. Yeah. Seeing in and out, in and out, in and out. That's what Blackburn do. Blackburn, to be fair, they're still doing that with Marbury. Last night, probably Marbury in. Yeah, you just got you just got to trust the manager because you just got to trust the. It's it's a process. We've just got to trust it, it and we've got to back him. And I think it is a bit of knee jerk reaction from the sacking culture. I think it is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction from some people, and you know, I I admit I did the same, but you got to just you got to just. It'll it'll take some time. It'll probably take a season or so, but you've got to trust it. And you know, the thing is with Low, you know, it, it takes him probably you know a year when he comes in. Uh, he, he finishes with the squad. You know, he, he ended up bringing in ten players at there uh, at Plymouth, and then the the I think they finished eighteenth, and then you know the season after the look at them now they're like third when he left them. He was going you to know, get them promoted. I mean, the Plymouth fans want to admit that or not, he was going to get them promoted. They, st- they still could get promoted. So, you know, the, cl- the club's gone out there. They, 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 brought, they brought in a manager, you know, give them time and, you know, <laughs> let's hope the club get this recruitment right. And, you know, well, first of all, let's hope for Gentry Day as well. You know, they put on a decent well, they, uh. they, they've got to put on a decent performance. So, 
I mean, I there's not. I, that I, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to do a prediction. I'm not even going to do a prediction for this because you know. I'm you can't prediction. Go on, give us a prediction. I'm going. We're going to bounce back, and we're going to win three 0 Three and three nil and fair play. I'm but, such an optimist. I'm dangerously optimistic. <laughs> well, if you can't, if you can't, if you get spanked four one by Rovers and then win by, by beat Barnsley three nil, then you know what? What's more Preston North End thing ever? It is, but what is going on? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll, got, maybe we'll truly see the effects of Ali McCann being in midfield. You never know. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers but unless crossed. you've got anything else to say, Jack, that's another recording done. Um, by a program, I'm in it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you for Ben for coming on for the segment of form. Thank you, Jack, once again for coming on the podcast. Again, uh, massive pleasure. Always love doing these, and uh, hopefully I'll be back again next week. Fingers crossed after a good result. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cheers. Cheers, listeners, for listening, and cheers, Jack. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Right, see you later. <laughs> see you.